The Florida Panthers find themselves in the perfect position after finishing a 3-1 and homestand and now playing seven games as they return to Boston for the first time since their first round playoff series matchup. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, October 30th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And once again, Cats fans, if you if you happen to be subscribed to the Lockdown Florida Panthers YouTube channel, you get a, an opportunity if you turn in your subscription via screenshot at, L, at Monoman12 at LO underscore FLA Panthers on Instagram if you enter it that way for a chance to win this hat. That has the Florida Panthers logo, Amrit Bank, and and the and what it says, the official bank of the Florida Panthers on the back. We will be doing that drawing in the next couple of weeks. So send in your screenshot of your subscription to the YouTube channel as well. So, like I said, the Florida Panthers find themselves in a great position. I mean, finishing a home stand three, one, and oh after losing the second one against the Vancouver Canucks off to a great start against the Maple Leafs of, of course and now the Florida Panthers will be hitting the road but before we go there we're going to dis- discuss more about Saturday's game against the against the Seattle Kraken and I had an opportunity to to view this game twice uh once via the radio as I was on the road uh throughout the the entirety of the game but it was listening to Doug Plagans and Billy Lindsay's call and then re-watching it on demand on Sunday morning as well. So I got to see what Doug Plagans and Billy Lindsay were talking about on the radio broadcast. And really, when you think about how the Florida Panthers uh, and were the the til- the ice was not tilted in their favor throughout the first period as well. Nico Mikola said during the intermission interview with Doug Plagans and Billy Lindsay talking about how the the Panthers need to try to get out to to their own pace of the game as well and you think about with uh with the florida panthers and giving up that goal on the on the on the breakaway by jared mccann and with that line of the the fourth line of mahura excuse me uh lockwood stenlin and lorenz that line throughout the game only gave up one shot attempt one shot on goal and one goal and and that happened to be because of Josh Mahura losing Jared McCann in the neutral zone and then him going on a breakaway and then ha- pulling a move on Sergey Bobrovsky and the the bottom, the the fourth line still continuing to just create havoc and and score multiple scoring opportunities and also the lack of opportunities on the other side of the ice as well for the Panthers and this was a game where the top line of Barkov uh Rod- Rodriguez and Reinhardt kind of struggled at five on five. The the line of Jer- um, of McCann, 
Beneers and Carte were were keeping the, the that top line on at bay. And Nico Mikola and Dmitry Kulikov having another good game, even though plus nine minus isn't the be all end all. Dmitry Kulikov is at a plus five. I was joking a few days ago how Kulikov's plus minus is at a plus five is because whenever the Florida Panthers do give up goals on a power play, Dmitry Kulikov is in the box for a lot of that. A, a lot of that. So that plus minus is affected by that. But there's a lot of the advanced stats as well with that that pair with um, with Dmitry Kulikov and Nico Mikula. They have the most expected goals for and the most expected goals against. So, it, but the percentage wise of expected goals for and against are are one of the lowest on the team. So it's like that that pair giveth and that pair taketh as far as as far as their their chances that they get high dangers. Um, chances that they get versus what they give up as well. Nico Mikola had seven shots on goal, re- really creating the offense, jumping up on the rush as well. And the Panthers only took one penalty in in on Saturday. And yeah, it was Kulikov once again. But you when you go your first game without giving up a goal on the power play, and and even though Sergey Bobrovsky's number at five on five suffered a little bit on Saturday, you're not going to be mad uh, going after after the result that the Florida Panthers had. I mean. Listen, I mean, even when Ellie Tovenin got that goal in, in the middle of the second period on their first shot attempt in that period where the Florida Panthers were having that ice tilted in their favor, part of me was thinking, man, what an unlucky break for the for the Panthers. But thinking that with how they were jumping in on, on the forecheck, going on the rush as well, and, and really protecting the middle of, of, of the ice as well, I, I had a lot of confidence that the Florida Panthers were trying to to get get uh, get scoring chances as well throughout that. And and there it's happened a lot throughout the season where whether it's been the Panthers or the opposition, when it comes to goals within 30 seconds, this is the fourth time it's happened in this young season. It happened against Winnipeg, happened twice against Vancouver, and then here against uh, Seattle, where the Florida Panthers the 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 Panthers were cy- quick cycling around uh, around the the. Kraken zone while they're on the power play. Lundell gets into Gus Forsling. And before before George DeCord can set himself up, Forsling is there on the one-timer to score. And that's on power play too. And also with what's going to come up as far as health, Matthew Kachuk was shit, shit, dub, double shifting. Well, they started with power play too, so he wasn't double shifting there. But playing on multiple units, when, when the Panthers get healthier, there's also that opportunity for Matthew Kachuk to not log so many minutes. But... Someone not named Matthew uh, Sam Reinhardt scored on a power play with Gus Forsling's uh, power play goal uh, on 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 the night on Saturday night and and some some something else as as well for the Florida Panthers they got another goal within a within seconds of of each other when the Florida Panthers uh, actually eleven seconds to be exact when Matthew Kachuk got his first of the season and even though Anton Lindell did not get an assist on the second goal by the Panthers. What happens when he wins that faceoff? He drives right to the net when he knows he gets that has that faceoff clean. Quick touch pass from Mikola to Kulikov, and then and then um, and then a and then he shoots it. Matthew Kachuk right at the hashes of uh, on around the left wing circle redirects it in. And Doug Plagans in the post game show spoke about how when whenever the superstars get get their get their chances and they're creating chances throughout the season things are going to average out throughout the year. And that's why coming here on the show, this is why I spoke about so many times how it's not 
a, a concern about Matthew Kachuk not getting his uh, for, first goal of, of the season as well. And, you know, the, the, the ice was tilted back and forth. Uh, it went back and forth as far as ice being tilted in the third period. But with, with and you, you think about how the Panthers and some of the weird breaks that they had and, and sometimes the unforced errors that, that they had. I mean, it, it you you can't ask for a better break than when the Panthers were just getting getting their getting the the puck back in their own in their own zone, trying to get a line change. And then Josh Mahero just uh, dumps it in off the boards and then Nick Cousins right place right time getting his first of, of the season as as well as Joey Decord you're not you can't blame him on um you can't call that misreading of the puck that's just a weird bounce that that it's just you 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 take you win some you lose some as far as puck luck when it comes to that and Nick Cousins there makes all the difference and the penalty and the not the penalty kill the the last few minutes that the Florida Panthers had when they were down six on five, when they when the extra attacker was on for Seattle, it was very very reminiscent of the first game of the homestand against the Toronto Maple Leafs, where a lot of things were forced on the outside, the middle of the ice were, was protected. Jay Fresh Hockey actually tw tweeted the, a few days ago about the expected goals against at five on five and the, how the Panthers are towards the tops of of it as well. And even without the the guys like a Brandon Montour and an Aaron Ekblad there, how the Panthers are protecting that, and of course Bob finishing the job, it's really a a lot to be satisfied of, of when it when it comes to when it comes to uh, th this team and what they're doing, and thinking about how with the Panthers, the second period hasn't been their strongest period as well, where they're a minus three as far as goal differential, and the the opposition is shooting themselves um out shooting. The Panthers by five shots. I mean, yeah, it's it's early in the season, you're, you it and and all, but the Panthers, as far as via hockey references, what they're doing as far as as far as getting the 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 late goals and also controlling play, they're saving their best for last, and we're seeing that. And the Panthers, they got their first win on Saturday when trailing after the first period, and still they haven't had a win where they trailed after the second period. They're still. Uh, they still are o three and o, but when they go into the um into the third periods with leads, they haven't lost yet in the in the in this season. So, uh, and and the the well Saturday was uh, was them uh going into the third period tied, but just overall as the season has gone on uh for for the Panthers, so we're starting to see a little bit of trends and how the style of play has has gone for the Panthers due to game situation each and every time and all. So great situation, great homestand for the Florida Panthers as they're going to hit the road for three uh, before before coming back home. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss the health of some Florida Panthers blue liners and how a certain Panthers player is doing in the in the AHL. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, view from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. 
all in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting the great deal without the hidden fees buy tickets in in seconds with two taps game time has deals uh, on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts it's the best place to find last minute tickets with zone deals you pick the section and game time picks the seat with an average of 18 percent savings and the game time guarantee means you'll get the best price and you'll find the tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Segment number two here on this Monday, October 30th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday. And great weekend for the Florida Panthers. Great weekend for the Miami Dolphins as they are 6-2 and two, heading into their game in Frankfurt, Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. And even though I'm personally not a Miami Hurricanes fan, great win for the Miami Hurricanes uh, this um, this past weekend. Um and but let's uh let's discuss more about uh just the situation with Spencer Knight and also we're gonna get later in this segment of two blue liners who were back with the Panthers uh, on Sunday and Spencer Knight first shutout of the season in AHL Charlotte and over his time with the 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 Charlotte Checkers being sent down due to performance or other things that were going on in his life that we didn't know until later on uh man has has this guy shown that he could he is not necessarily i mean yeah he's nhl ready he's played in the league but he he goes to show it, it just goes to show that whenever the the confidence that could be built there from playing some games is can really help when he is ready to be called back to the show and 17 starts for spencer knight four of them being shut out and the account for the charlotte checkers joked around saying based on our math department that's 24 percent of his starts so and more and almost about half of his wins have been shut out so sometimes you'll get games where spencer knight gives up four or five goals in the ahl and then sometimes you'll see performances like this i mean a 204 gaa 925 uh 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 save percentage as well uh, i mean you got to be very satisfied when it comes to spencer knight's performance so far in in ahl charlotte Question is, uh, question is that I got asked is, is Spencer Knight's performance in the AHL f- will force Florida's hand to call him up? And my answer is no, right now. I think the the plan is still to give him a little bit more of a workload and get him used to starting more more games as well. And he won't he won't be called up unless there is an injury or some type of uh, uh, illness that whether it's COVID or non COVID or not COVID. Uh, that's going to be the situation that the uh, that in my opinion. Uh, is going to be when when Spencer Knight does get called up. But when he does, he's going to be fresh. He's going to have games under him. He's not going to be resting. He's not going to be in the press box watching games. He's going to actually get those reps so that he, when he does, he will be uh, ready. And even uh, even Jordan Kinnear spoke about after the game on, on Saturday in their shutout against the Bridgeport Islanders that he was the best player on the ice. Spencer Knight spoke about how uh, he's also been comfortable with playing in Charlotte because not only things on the ice but off the ice about Charlotte being a, a very great city to live in as well. So, uh, so definitely a uh, definitely a great situation for Spencer Knight. And also, got to give credit to Santu Kinunin and Jake Wise. As Jake Wise is uh, his uh, man, 
man, can that guy get in, in front of in, in the dirty areas as well and, and can rock it a one timer as well for for his scoring opportunities as well. And Sanju Keenan also in becoming more of an every situations type of player as well, leading the team in points with seven as well. Uh, also, uh, the Florida with for the, for the Panthers, uh, Aaron Eckblad and Brandon Montour were back on the ice on Sunday. And Palmer spoke a little bit about how a few days before that, about how there was an opportunity that they, they can get them on the ice in gold non-contact jerseys in practice. Well, surprise, surprise, the, the head coach surprised everyone. And it's going to create always going to create a conversation and he probably doesn't want to admit it, but uh, I, I think there, there's a lot of that. I think he knows that once, they get on the ice, how much of a conversation it's going to strike when he says one thing and he goes for the other. But in this case, we're not complaining because we we see we see we are seeing that their recoveries are looking closer than what was expected. Bill Zito said the December 15th range. One report was saying that Aaron Eckblad specifically was going to be returning sometime in January. So we never could put an exact finger on when the return of of both of them were going to be but Paul Marie spoke about how because it was upper body injuries they had the ability to skate but though the only difference was when they're when they are stick handling battling on the boards how are they going to take their hits how are they going to how are they going to move the their shoulders for some breakout passes as well and even backhanding it out of the out of their own zone as well that's going to be the hard part for them when you're dealing with an upper body injury as well so that 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 is gonna that is gonna help with uh when when they do get up to game speed and Carter Hage said uh he kind of hinted that they will be traveling with the team on their current road trip he kind of uh said it uh very subtle uh, what when, when, when it came to that and Paul Maurice was spoke uh was asked about Aaron by looking a lot thinner kind of like how Barkov was uh Aaron by being age 27 that's when your body really starts to mature and also your mind too. And Paul Maurice was speaking about how that, that that's really the thing that it, when, when it comes to, when it comes to getting more in touch with your body, you're going to, you're going to look, you might look a little slimmer, even though it might not look in hockey terms that, that, that as far as the injury and the inability to work on the upper body in, when you're in the weight room, that, that is more of a result of his body maturing in, in, instead and uh, Matthew Kachuk was also asked about their their uh, them returning to practice, and he said that he's not a doctor, but the fact that they're not wearing non-contact jerseys is a really big boost to their team. Carver Hage spoke about how those guys were devastated not being around a um, the team, a group setting, but that this gives them an opportunity to be around the guys and 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 still have and still maybe talk their talk as well uh, during practice. Paul Marie spoke about how <laughs> Brandon Montour doesn't shut up, but uh, it's a good thing that he doesn't shut up as well when, when in practice. And it's a, it's a very, uh, it's very good as far as uh, trying to make the other, uh, other people on your uh, team uh, better as far as that. And also, you know, accountability. Uh, I mean, Aaron Eckler has been here since 2014, even though Monty has only been here since 2020, uh, one, he's he still he still is a big voice in the locker room. I mean, he's the locker room DJ after all as as well. So that that is you gotta you gotta be up far up in the leadership uh, 
in the in the totem pole as far as as far as that, but also speaks to the volumes as far as what he does on the ice. I mean, record breaking season for for points by a defenseman, uh, and he's looking for a payday. So definitely, definitely as far as a voice, what it does on the ice, and basically what the Panthers have done at, at five on five of protecting their goaltenders as well. And then you add those two. This is what we've been talking about all summer long as far as the Panthers just getting through these first few months. But it it might not even be months. It might just be weeks based on the great news of them being on the ice on Sunday afternoon at the ice den in Coral Springs. And it's it's an exciting time. I'm not expecting either of them to play in, in these next three games as the Panthers are going on their road trip to Boston, Detroit, and Chicago. But just that group setting, traveling, eating dinners out, even walking around the cities that they're in because i mean they're gonna have two days off from boston in between boston and detroit that that camaraderie and and that unity that they're gonna have with the team that's definitely a a big boost and they know the system that's that's the also the other thing they know the system they're familiar with it and they're in meetings they're getting they're taking their skates prior to the regular group they took excuse me took their skates now that they're with the regular um, with the regular squad they were taking their skates before so as far as slow starts uh, we i I'm, I'm not i can't necessarily say that either of them will be off to a slow start or not but we wouldn't be surprised if one of them or even both of them pick up right back where they left off from the from the from the previous season the previous playoff run especially because the florida panthers i mean especially with how what happened in rounds two and three about eliminating odd man rushes and quick on breakouts as well despite all their injuries i mean it's it's it just go it just makes an incredible incredible situation a perfect position for this florida panthers team as they're heading into december over 500 excuse me november as they're approaching november over 500 and and i'm not even looking at standings i i i i believe they're outside the wild card but that's not but just get some wins get go go over 500 in your in this road trip and you'll still put yourself in a, in a great position um and right before the first benchmark of the season which is american thanksgiving but in segment number three we are going to preview tonight's game between the florida panthers and the boston bruins as the florida panthers will be returning to the scene of the crime where they eliminated the best regular season team of all time in seven games back on april 30th we're going to talk about this and more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get in on the action. And if you're wondering if a, a person like Tyree Kill, who will be facing against his former team in the Kansas City Chiefs, especially because they're avoiding going to Arrowhead Stadium and it's a neutral site game instead in Frankfurt, Germany. And you are wondering whether he is going to surpass 100 plus yards, which he is on pace for breaking the record 
four receiving yards in a season. You might want to place your bets there on Tyreek Hill as well, and even Jalen Waddle, who got his first 100-yard game on Sunday. You might want to you might want to place your bets at FanDuel. You could place the betting options including spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. And even for the upcoming game against the Boston Bruins on Monday night at TD Garden, if you if you think that if you want to take an anytime point by Matthew Kachuk, which he is certainly at a point per game, you can place those bets there at FanDuel.com. But but when you go to FanDuel, go visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to, to to get to to get your uh, as as a promo code there on FanDuel. Once again, FanDuel.com/lockedon to kick off the NHL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Third and final segment here on this Monday, October 30th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday. And back at the scene of the crime, the Florida Panthers overtime winner in in game seven on April 30th by a final score of four to three. Carver Hagee, one of the, as far as greatest goals in Florida Panthers history, and maybe, and as far as that, for me, that's my that's the best moment that I've that I've seen as far as when me watching this game, of uh, watching the team and this game, and Carver Hagee was also asked about returning to Boston and 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 all. Excuse me, Matthew Kachuk was asked about it about the time to reflect. And he said there was not a lot of time to reflect because of the turnaround from Boston to the Toronto series, which was only a one day gap going all the way to the cup final. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of time. And Ver, Carver Hagee was talking about how when you play a seven, seven game series, you develop a rivalry, you develop a, a hatred towards each other as well. But with this Boston Bruins team, there's one thing that I did not do as far as, as far as uh, predicting the Atlantic, I was not very quick on counting this team out. Especially, yeah, they were down. The the they had a lot of turnover with Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci retiring as well. But Paul Maurice made a great point after Sunday's practice, saying the team that they have now, for the most part, is that team that was up three one with Zaka and Charlie Coyle being the top two centers as well. Once Patrice Bergeron came in and he, we found out the injury after a herniated disc, we might, might've realized that he did more harm for the Boston Bruins than good, than good. Um, when, when he came in that series, I mean, if you're the Florida Panthers, you're not complaining, but Maurice also spoke about the, despite the change, how the Boston Bruins have been able to get off to their incredible start on, on, on the season as well. And there's a lot of talk about, the Boston Bruins playing a cupcake schedule to start the season uh, and two of their games being against the Anaheim Ducks and 7-0-1. Yeah, they're 7-0-1 and, and all. Their first loss was at home and that overtime winner against the Ducks uh, with Mason McTavish getting that overtime winner. But you play who you play and everything evens out throughout the end of the season. So I'm not going to pull that narrative on the Boston Bruins, quote unquote, not playing anyone uh, as well. You, you play what's in front of you. And that's also in relation to people talking about how the Miami Dolphins are frauds. And it's like, hey, they play who they play. 
So if I'm going to use that argument in football, I'm going to use that argument in hockey as well. And even though it's a, even though it is the the Boston Bruins, and we are hoping, and a lot of South Florida fans are just hoping that they go away for once. <laughs> and uh, Paul Maurice also spoke about how, despite those two retiring, Krejci and Bergeron, how they're still able to perform well and rack up wins. And it's all about leadership passed down through years after years. Zdeno Chara left and, and Patrice Bergeron became the captain. They still were, were, were winning. Patrice Bergeron is gone now. Uh, Brad Marchand is the captain. Charlie McAvoy is a leader on, on the team. Hampus Lindholm uh, uh, as well. You have two pairs, two defensive pairs that are with Lindholm and Charlie McAvoy that are that they're not paired together. And you have two of the best top four D pairs in in the in in the entire league and shot suppression. Boston Bruins are top five in shots allowed. They're first in shots um again, um, excuse me, goals against and they're best on the penalty kill at 97.1% as well. Defense first. Middle of the pack as far as offensive scoring opportunities, uh, as far as goals for, they're 14th. Power play percentage, they're 17th. And shots for, they're 13th. So we know what this team is. They are defense first. And Allmark and Swayman, they're combined for 1.50 GAA. So not going to be an easy feat for the Florida Panthers to go into TD Garden and get a, a, a dub. And there is also an opportunity that Sam Bennett is back. Sunday was a scheduled day off for Benny as far as how hard he skated the last few days. So everything is pointing towards possibly him coming back against the Boston Bruins. Right now we are recording this at 11.15 a.m. prior to the Florida Panthers taking morning skate in Boston. They have an 11.30 morning skate. So literally as soon as we sign off here, we will know. And by the time this drops, you will know as well. Um, if you are on X and let's not forget what happened last time Sam Bennett returned against the Boston Bruins game two in round one, April 18th. It's funny because that game featured nine total goals. All of them came in the final two periods. And how did the Florida, pa how did Sam Bennett get that goal? The Panthers on their four check, their bread and butter, as far as creating scoring opportunities within five seconds of a turnover. Carver Hagee gets on a forecheck, gets it to Sam Bennett, crashes the net, and even goes into the net And as he gets it through Linus Allmark through the five hole uh, uh, as well. And 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 having the opposition struggle on their breakouts. And also everything with Sam Bennett as far as his toughness and Paul Maurice having to protect Sam Bennett from himself as he practiced uh, last week for the first time in the, in the regular season. Uh, Paul Maurice also spoke about how Sam Bennett played with a broken foot and didn't tell anyone, which now if you look back and during the summer at that picture of Sam Bennett and Gus Forzang, and you saw a boot on his leg, hmm, putting two and two together, that is Sam Bennett and his fractured foot as far as uh, trying to put that as well. But as far as the Boston Bruins, David Pasternak can still score. He has eight goals on the season, five assists uh, for 13 points. Brad Marchand is, uh, also also can score even though their their offense is still in the middle of the pack. They have uh they have uh they have one uh player uh Matthew Poitras, second round pick from 2022 who's manning that second line for the Boston Bruins who is bursting on the scene. It's like man, you see Bergeron Bergeron and Krejci out the window, and now they insert um one guy who's gonna be who's gonna be uh who's uh bursting on the scene. It's like 
again, it's a team that just can't seem to go away. And also the Boston Bruins, they also suffered a little bit of a scare the other day as Jacob Blanco took a skate to the face um, when in their matchup against the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, doubt that Lauco plays, but they did suffer a little bit of a scare as far as a storyline as, as well. So keys uh, to the game. We spoke about how the Boston Bruins are 97.1% on the penalty kill. Key number one, score on the power play. You get you got it. You got to find a way to score. The Panthers, their power play has gotten going more over over the last uh, over the last few games. We we spoke about earlier how someone not named San Reinhardt finally scored on the on on the power play uh, with with Gus Forsling's uh, first of the season. Number two, get into the dirty areas and get your four check going because we saw what happened in games five through seven on what what happens when you disrupt them. And you and you and the opposition struggles with their breakouts and get your second chances of, as well. And we know Matthew Kachuk, he's going to be right in front of that net, creating his second chances. And man, like he got his first. Don't be surprised if it, if he he goes on a a goal streak. Let let's we will not be surprised whatsoever. And number number three, contain David Pasternak. You can only hope to contain him, and and if he is going to beat you, make sure it's earned. As, as far as that, he he and he can score in all situations on the power play, even strength. If if you are take a bad pinch, he could definitely finish on on breakaways as well. And and you want to make sure you contain a, a, a sixty goal scorer like him. So those are my three to the game, ga- three keys to the game for the Florida Panthers to go into TD Garden. And once again, get a win. This it's going to be a hostile environment. It's going to be, it's going to be a big and um, it's a highly anticipated game from the fans who dealt with heartbreak there to to the players who also dealt with it too. And for the Florida Panthers, uh, they they know that there could be a few scuffles after the whistle and all that as far as uh, getting used to each other over a seven game series. And like the guys have spoken about that rivalry brewing with not only being in the same division, but now having, but now dealing with the playoff series from the previous season. Before we sign off here, I want to say a congratulations to Joel Thornton on a, a wonderful NHL career as now he has announced his retirement from professional hockey. But also I do want to say uh, that thoughts and prayers are go out to Adam Johnson, a former AHLer with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins uh, who took a skate to the throat and unfortunately died in their in their game in his english league game um over the weekend and uh thoughts and prayers are out to the family of adam johnson and also a star of friends uh matthew perry um who unfortunately drowned this weekend in his home in la and it was a big la kings uh fan as well so rest in peace to adam johnson and matthew perry and again uh congratulations to joe thornton on a wonderful nhl career but everydayers, we are going to be back tomorrow, tomorrow, Tuesday, as we break down this game between the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins, as the Florida Panthers are also hoping to prove that what happened in the 2022 postseason was nowhere near a fluke. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown AHL Network, including Lockdown AHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stuart Roden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, Armando Velez, signing off.
and you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.